Welcome to the Situationship to Soulmate podcast. I'm your host, Shelly, mental health counseling graduate student and trained sex and relationship coach. I went from situationships, bad hookups, and settling for less than I deserved to finding my soulmate. Let's help you get there too. So I know I'm not alone in experiencing some pretty heartbreaking or at the very least just difficult to get over situationship breakups. Um, So I wanted to talk about this today because I feel like in general, we don't talk about these kind of breakups enough. We talk a lot about like breakups that happen from long-term relationships or from, you know, official relationships, but there's so many people out there, myself included, who have been through these situationship breakups that felt just as difficult, if not more difficult sometimes to get over than an actual relationship. And there's a few different like psychological reasons for that, which I'll get into in this episode. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to kind of have this episode be a little bit similar to the first ever episode I did where I share some of my own experiences, but I also give you all advice and tips. So one of the reasons why situationships are so hard to get over is that we're kind of left with a lot of like what ifs or if onlys, right? So like when a situationship ends, it's really easy for our mind to wander and start wondering about like, oh, well, like if he had been wanting a relationship, would it have worked out? Or like, oh, maybe in a few months, maybe in a few years, he will realize he wants to be with me and we could be together and then the relationship would be great, you know? Or it could also be like, oh, well, the reason that we fought so much or the reason that we had so many issues is because we weren't in a committed relationship. But if we were in a relationship, then we wouldn't have those issues. So because situationships aren't like the same as a real quote unquote relationship where maybe you're living with the person or at the very least you have committed verbally to each other, situationships are a little bit different than that, right? Because it's usually like, you don't have that commitment piece. Or maybe you have some commitment, but it's a little bit of a gray area and you're still not really sure what's going on. Um, So I feel like because a situationship is not like a full-on committed relationship, it's harder to get over because it's kind of easier to focus on the positive and focus on like what was going well with that person because you aren't necessarily holding it to the same high standards that you would hold a boyfriend or a or a girlfriend or a, a partner, a like committed partner. So in this episode, I just want to talk about a few of my past experiences with situationship breakups and give you some advice on how to heal and move on from a situationship. So I shared this in the first episode, which I'll link in the show notes of this episode called Stuck in Situationships, which fun fact has the most listens of any of my episodes so far. So I felt like I should bring back an element of that in this episode, but I talked about in that episode that I have had like three main situationships. And I will say that by the third situationship, it was a lot, it felt a lot easier for me to move on from it. So if you are experiencing maybe your first ever situationship, just know that it sounds cheesy, but practice makes perfect. And eventually you will be able to get over this, even if it feels like it's taking a lot of time right now. So I'll dive into a little bit of like how it was breaking up with 
situationships for those three that I experienced. Um, again, I do talk about this more in the first episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode already, I would definitely recommend doing that. But yeah, my first situationship was definitely, I would say the hardest for me to get over or like took me the longest for me to get over. Um, I think a lot of that was because I was 19 years old, which at the time I felt so grown up, but now I'm like, oh my God, 19. Like I was a child still. Like I, yeah, no wonder it took me a long time. I, I had not had any experience with love or lust or dating or sex or anything. Another reason I feel like it was so hard to get over was because I had kind of built up in my head the idea, like the idea of being with him had become bigger than like the reality, if that makes sense. So I had kind of just built it up in my head to be something more than it was. And I was convinced that if he just, you know, woke up one day and decided he wanted to be in a relationship and decided he wanted to have a girlfriend, um, we would, we would start dating. We'd be madly in love. We would get married. Like I was like this 19 year old with just these, you know, grand, like fairy tale, like, you know, views on love. Oh, one day he might just wake up and realize he wants to be with me. I really had no evidence against this theory, partially because I didn't really have much dating experience. So I hadn't experienced that, you know, I didn't have the experience to know like, hey, like when a guy tells you he doesn't want a girlfriend, what he's really saying is he just doesn't really like you enough to make you his girlfriend. Um, I didn't know that yet, right? And so I kind of just, yeah, I had no reason to, to, I had no reason to not believe that my idealized version of what I thought would happen wouldn't happen. So I was like devastated when he originally told me like, I don't want to be in a relationship. I can't be in a relationship right now, whatever. But I think that I, it took me longer to truly get over him because I was still holding on to hope instead of just being like, all right, he doesn't want to be with me, moving on to the next one. I basically like prolonged my heartbreak in a way because I was like continuing to think about him and wonder what if and and hope that I would run into him at a party and everything would change, you know. The thing with situationships is that you you didn't get the chance to actually experience being in a relationship with that person. So you did like you didn't get to see that relationship play out. So you don't really have any real experience with like how that person is in a relationship. The other reason why I think that this first situationship was hard for me to get over is because I didn't really have anything to point to, to be like, that is why it didn't work because it had been like stopped prematurely. Basically, I was like, the only reason that we're not together is because he doesn't want to be together. It wasn't like, oh yeah, we dated for months or years and I saw all these red flags and here's all the things that he did wrong. Like when you go through a regular breakup, you can basically, you know, remind yourself like, here's all these things that this person did that were shitty. But when it's a situationship, it's a lot easier to make excuses for that person and be like, well, yeah, he did that shitty thing, but we weren't in a relationship. Like we weren't in a relationship. So he didn't really like owe me anything. Like, yeah, I saw him kissing another girl at a party, but like, I never told him I wanted to be in a relationship. So, you know, um, so yeah, again, it's like, even if you had issues with the person, 
your brain is just like, yeah, but I'm sure that would be different if we were in a real relationship. Like, I'm sure they wouldn't cheat on me just because they, you know, did the situationship version of cheating on me. <laughs> the second situationship I went into, I was a few years older. I was in my like early to mid, I think I was like 24 maybe. And it was very plain to see for me, like why we couldn't be in a relationship. Um, but even though I like, even though I could see like, yeah, I know that he's not in a place to be in a relationship right now. I kept telling myself like, oh, what if, like, what if, you know, what if he gets his shit together and he can commit to me? And, you know, a lot of telling myself like, well, right now he can't be in a relationship, but if, what if he like started going to therapy and got a better job and in a few months, like maybe he could be in a relationship, you know? Um, I didn't really hold on to him as long as I did the first situationship in college, but I did do the whole on and off thing um, a little bit. And there would be like a few months where we wouldn't talk and then we would start talking again. And, you know, he'd kind of come back into my life and I would kind of get my hopes up of like, oh, maybe things have changed on his end. But I kind of had to learn to like start taking it at face value and stop daydreaming and just be like, he is not changing, or at least he's not changing at the speed that you want him or need him to, because you are someone who is looking for a real relationship. Like you don't want to just sit around waiting for him to change, you know? Um, but I will say with this situationship, once I decided I was done, I was like very done. Like once I was like, you know what? I'm not going to text him. I'm not going to talk to him. And then at one point he texted me and I basically just said to him, like, I can't talk to you. You know what I want. Like, you know that I want a relationship. I know that you can't give that to me. And I really just need some space. Like I can't talk to you anymore. And that was one of the last times I ever talked to him. Um, and it felt really good to stand up for myself and to be like, Hey, I'm not going to just keep texting you and like be this emotional support person in your life when you know that I want a relationship with you and I know that you can't give me that. So my third situationship, I even more so was like giving myself self, not self-love, giving myself tough love and saying like, okay, you've been through this before. Don't wallow. Don't go into the what ifs or the like, daydreaming of what could possibly be like just move on <laughs> and make room in your heart for someone new and literally as soon as I did that I met my boyfriend well I'd actually met him a year before that but right after I was like done with that third situationship I moved to New York where my boyfriend was living we got to know each other we became friends and then we started dating um so I don't know. I love telling that. It's like, <laughs> I love when I talk about these three situationships because it feels like I've come, I came full circle and like had so much growth from being that 19 year old who was like, I don't see any, like I literally, I remember writing in my journal after that first situationship ended and being like, I just know in my heart and my gut that, that he's the right one for me. Like, I just, I'm just, I just feel like I shouldn't let it go. Like, I just feel like I, like this is right, you know, to then being that like 23, 24, 25 year old who was like, all right, I've been through this once before. 
I know I need to let him go, but it still sucks. It's still hard to then being a 28 year old who was like, you know what? I need to finally choose myself. And when I'm done, I'm done. Like that third situation. I like, as soon as I decided in my mind that I was over it, I just, I moved on and it was still hard. But I think, again, it sounds annoying, but it's like practice makes perfect. Like after you've been through a few situationships, you are kind of like, you know what? I've done this before. I know what needs to be done. I need to cut them off. And I will also say the third situationship, we had the most communication and then like we had like the big talk that you would typically have like during an actual breakup. And that was the first time I'd experienced that with a situationship. And it was actually really helpful for me. Like I felt like I was no longer trying to ignore or suppress anything that might have been going wrong. I was like, I was no longer trying to pretend that I was okay with not being in a relationship. I was like, no, here's some things that I'm upset about. I'm going to talk to you about it. Um, And I really feel like I would be willing to try to make this work as a real relationship. And it seems like you're not willing to do that. And then he said his piece and it was like, we both actually got I think a lot of closure because we had a real conversation with each other and we both kind of came to the agreement that we should stop seeing each other. Um, So I would definitely recommend that. I know it sounds scary. Like nobody likes breaking up. Nobody, you know, like you don't want to have to confront the issue or talk about it or, or face potential rejection. Like it still is really valuable for you to like, have a real ass conversation with the person. And I think it helps with closure. So with that being said, I wanted to give some like do's and don'ts for you. Um, whether you just ended the situationship or you are like trying to get the courage up to end one, or you kind of, sometimes you can kind of like feel the ending coming. If you know what I mean? Like sometimes you're like in a situationship and you're like, I feel like any day now he's going to end it. So if any of those situations are you, or if you're just wanting this information for the future, if you ever get into another situationship, even though you shouldn't, because again, you should make this the year of no more situationships. Okay, I'm rambling now. (laughs) Um, Here are some do's and don'ts for you. So do go no contact. I definitely recommend just taking at least some time to not talk at all to your situationship after you all break up. Zero communication does so much in terms of helping you move on and also helping you reflect. I feel like every breakup and situationship breakup that I've been through, I've journaled a lot afterwards. And even just in journaling and like writing things out, I'm always like, oh wow, like this makes more sense now. But yeah, if you are ending a situationship, I would recommend you go no contact. And sometimes you have to set a boundary. Like, again, if you're doing like an actual talk conversation with them, like I recommended a minute ago, I would put into that conversation like, hey, if we're ending this, I am going to need some time to not talk to you. So I would appreciate if you do not text me, I will text you when I'm ready. I've said something along those lines before, and that really helped me feel like I was in control and feel like I had the power to be like, when I'm ready to reach out to you, I will reach out to you. Maybe that will be in a few weeks. Maybe that will be in a few months, or maybe it will literally be never and we'll never talk to each other again. 
And you deserve that right to choose when you talk to the person, right? So then if they, if you break up and then they text you, you can kind of remind them of like, hey, I, you know, you can either say to them, like, remember, I set that boundary. I don't want to talk to you. Or you can just not respond because you know that you've already set that boundary with them. So I mentioned journaling a second ago, but my second do for ending a situationship or after you've ended a situationship is journaling. I feel like you should just write down all of the reasons why it didn't work and all of the bad things. Because like I said at the beginning of this episode, it's really easy to focus on the good things. So like remind yourself like all of the little things that kind of bothered you about this person, all of the reasons why you felt like hesitant or like, ah, I don't know, maybe this wouldn't be a good relationship. Like write all of those down. Don't get too stuck on the good memories or on their good qualities. Remind yourself why they sucked, basically. (laughs) Remind yourself why they sucked and why you needed to move on because there are always reasons. Like I really am a firm believer in the fact that if it's meant to be, it will the re- it will turn into a relationship. And if it didn't turn into a relationship, I feel like there's a reason for that. Don't be like 19-year-old Shelly writing in her journal about how you're in love and you you know this is the right person for you and blah blah. Like remind yourself that uh, actually he kind of sucked sometimes. Like uh, there were things that I really did not like. <laughs> um, and my third do is focus on self-love and hobbies or interests that you've been putting off. I feel like even when it's not a real relationship, even when it's just a situationship, a lot of times our mind like clings on to the possibility of a new relationship as like almost a hobby or like as something to think about. Like when we are in situationships, we tend to let it take up a lot of time and energy like more than it should be considered it's not a real relationship, right? Um, so yeah, now that you have left that situationship, use your free time. Like now you don't have that time that you're spending texting the person or thinking about the person or going out with the person or hanging out with the person or whatever. Like use that time to try some new hobbies you've been wanting to try. I actually really recommend focusing on some creative or just like personal hobbies or interests or projects that you've been wanting to do. So like, I don't know, say, (laughs) this is just the first example that popped into my head probably because I post on TikTok, but like say you've been really thinking like you would enjoy making TikTok videos or making a YouTube account but it's just something you've never tried or like you just didn't have time before. Like instead of wasting your time talking about or thinking about or talking to someone who doesn't want to be in a relationship with you, put that new free time into starting your TikTok account or creating more videos if you've already been posting or starting your YouTube account or starting a podcast. Like, you know, so those were my three do's, which were go no contact, journal, and focus on self-love and new hobbies for yourself. So my don'ts are don't try to stay friends. Okay. You were never really friends to begin with. You know, maybe, maybe you were friends, but like, even if you were, if, even if your situationship started out as a friendship or maybe like you were all in the same friend group and then that turned into a situationship with one of the people in the friend group, which is what happened with my second situationship. Um, it's still never 
in your best interest to remain friends after ending a situationship. Like, I really feel like the only reason to stay friends with someone when you break up is if if you were in like a really long-term relationship or marriage, maybe. Like I have a friend, my friend Rowan, who was actually on my podcast um, with their partner. You know, Rowan's still friends with their ex-spouse, but that they had a very like long-term and loving relationship and they still genuinely love each other as people. You know, it just didn't work out like romantically. Um, I feel like with situationships, that's usually not the case. If you have that much love and respect for someone, you would probably be in a relationship with them. And like I said, I feel like there's always a reason why it's just a situationship. And usually that reason has something to do with an incompatibility or something that is like causing you to not be in a relationship. Anyway, don't try to be friends. Best rule of thumb that I can think of. Um, my second don't for you is don't retaliate or do anything petty. I know it can be really tempting, um, but I feel like it never really helps. It never actually makes you feel better. The worst crime that this person did really was not want to be in a relationship with you. And that's not a crime. Like it does suck and it does hurt our feelings, but don't retaliate. Don't post some TikTok video about what a shitty person that they are. Like, it's just, it's not actually going to make you heal and move on. So I just feel like you should skip it. Then my last don't is don't jump right back into another relationship or situationship. Obviously, sometimes you can't control this. Like I said earlier, I started dating my boyfriend pretty soon after my final situationship ended. And I think the reason why that worked was because I had had those two previous situationships. And so, like I said, when this one ended, I was like, I am done. I know my worth. I know what I want. And then what I wanted literally appeared in my life and it was my boyfriend, you know. Um, But I feel like most of the time, it's just good to give yourself some time to just like focus on yourself and do the things that I mentioned before of like, doing things that you haven't been doing that you really want to, or just focusing on self-care, mental health. Maybe start going to therapy if you haven't yet, or if you've taken a break from it, like try therapy again, do different things that are good for your own personal growth. Um, Instead of just immediately focusing your attention on another person. And yeah, also I just think it's important to give yourself time to kind of mourn that the ending of that situationship. Because even though I've kind of given it some shit and I talk about situationships like, oh, it's not a real relationship. You know, we both know that they are still hard to get over. Like I talked about, I had a really hard time getting over my situationships. So give yourself that time to mourn and do some journaling, talk about it in therapy. Don't feel embarrassed to talk about it with your friends. I feel like sometimes you can feel embarrassed of like, well, it wasn't a real relationship or like, well, one of my friends just went through a breakup with someone she was with for five years. And like what I'm going through doesn't, doesn't compare. It's like, no, if your friends are good friends, they still want to hear difficult things you're going through. So I guess that should actually be a fourth. Don't, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't compare your pain to other people. Um, yeah, and just overall, like distracting yourself with a new situationship can be very tempting, right? Um, but I feel like it kind of only prolongs you actually healing and moving on because 
in some in some instances at least diving straight into a new relationship or situationship can be a form of distraction or dissociating or just like not fully processing what you've been through. So I hope those do's and don'ts were helpful. I just have a few more things I wanted to touch on in this episode. Um, Remember that your emotions are valid. And like I was just saying, like just because this wasn't a real relationship, quote unquote, doesn't mean that it's not still painful or it didn't mean something to you. And it's still a grieving process to get over any kind of breakup, no matter if it was a committed monogamous relationship or if it was a situationship. You know, like something that my therapist told me years and years ago was that she was like, you're going through a loss, like you're grieving when I went through a breakup. And I was like, I had never thought of a breakup as grief, but it really is. And, you know, depending on how like emotionally attached or deep you got with your situationship, it can really feel like a loss and it can really feel like a grieving process. So allow yourself to have that and know that that's valid. You know, don't discount what you've been through and start noticing if you find yourself downplaying it or saying things like, well, like we weren't even really together or like it wasn't like a real relationship because that's just your brain's way of trying to kind of trick you into not really truly feeling your feelings or it's also your brain's way of like trying to make you feel like your emotions aren't valid. So I'm here to tell you your emotions are valid. If it's taking you a long time to get over a situationship, that's okay. Try the the steps and the advice that I gave in this podcast episode and hopefully it'll be helpful. Last thing, <laughs> my boyfriend always makes fun of me because he says, I'll say like, oh, can I say one more thing? Or like, oh, just one more thing. And he's like, is it actually one more thing? Because I have ADHD, so I will often be like, oh yeah, one more thing. And then I go on a a tangent for five minutes, you know. Um, But this is really the last thing of this episode. But I think it's really important, which is one of the most impactful things you can do is give yourself space and time to heal. So it might take longer than you think. And that's okay. Just remind yourself, it's okay. It's going to take as long as it takes. You know, like I said, my first situationship took me a few years to get over, you know, and I at times felt very frustrated with myself, with the situation. I felt like, why am I still thinking about this guy? Why am I not over him yet? But that doing all that, like wondering like why or being mean to myself, being hard on myself didn't help. You know, you can't rush yourself or shame yourself into getting over someone. So when you really take the time to heal and process what happened, you can really, you you allow yourself the space to like reflect on the lessons you've learned and you can think about what you might want to do differently in the future. You can think about things you feel like you've done wrong or things you might want to do differently without shaming yourself or rushing yourself into trying, like trying to force yourself to be over something if you're not over it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know this episode would have been so helpful for me when I was going through some situationship breakups in my past. So that's what I hope it can be for you. And I am excited to continue releasing more episodes in 2024. And yeah, thank you for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you think would enjoy it. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so it can reach other people who need it. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at situationship to soulmate. See you next time.